0: Welcome to a podcast of Wyoming Chronicle, where we tell the stories of Wyoming in a weekly program of interviews with newsmakers, artists, innovative thinkers, and unique Wyoming personalities. To learn more, visit us at wyomingpbs.org. Few prep athletes in Wyoming's history have achieved the national success that Rollins High School senior runner, Sydney Thorvalson has. This January, she ran the fastest two-mile time in history at an all-prep meet, She's collected 18 Wyoming state titles so far, and this fall will run as a Razorback at SEC champion Arkansas. The amazing Sidney Thorvaldson, next on Wyoming Chronicle.
1: This program was funded in part by a grant from Newman's Own Foundation, working to nourish the common good by donating all profits from Newman's Own food and beverage products to charitable organizations that seek to make the world a better place. More information is available at newmansownfoundation.org. Funding for this program is made possible in part by the Wyoming Humanities Council, helping Wyoming take a closer look at life through the humanities, thinkwy.org, and by the members of the Wyoming PBS Foundation. Thank you for your support.
0: And as we begin this special Wyoming Chronicle, it's our pleasure to be joined by the nation's premier, Prep middle distance runner, Sydney Thorbelson from Rollins High School. Sydney, thank you so much for joining us today.
2: Thank you for having me.
0: It's, it's really an honor, really, to visit with you. I'm not sure, Sydney, that in high school anyone has ever had the success in Wyoming that you have. And we're going to get to all of that um, the career you've had so far, the month of January that you had so far. Yeah. But uh, let's learn a little bit more about your growing up here in Rollins. You um, were born in Laramie, but you pretty much have been in Rollins most of your life.
2: Yep. Little Rollins. <laughs> yeah,
0: when did you start to run? When when did that become a thing for you?
2: Probably when I was about eight years old. Um, we would do fun little 5Ks, or I'd just go for a jog with my mom, just around the block or something like that. And it just started simple like that, just as long as it was enjoyable. And I was having fun with it. I always found enjoyment through running. So then it just kind of accelerated from there.
0: Did you know um, back then, you know, what track was all about? or what cross country meets were all about?
2: No, I really had no idea. I think I was just doing it for the fun of it and it was kind of some mother-daughter bonding time. So yeah, it was always a lot of fun for me. And then kind of going up to middle school and more high school is when I kind of realized that it was more competitive and that I could really do some big things with it.
0: Sure, we'll meet your parents a little later on (laughs) in the show and I'm looking forward to visiting with them. Um, Let's talk about middle school running. (laughs) Were you the best? Did you win all the time then, or? How, how I did was that work undefeated
2: for? in Wyoming throughout middle school, so mm-hmm. uh, I considered myself to be pretty good, I guess. Uh-huh.
0: So were you ever a sprinter?
2: <laughs> no, no. I think at one point I might have wanted to try it, but never really caught on to it.
0: You you were running in middle school. When did you decide, Sydney? And how did you decide? You know, track season is over, but I want to keep doing this. I need to keep training, how did that decision come about?
2: Uh, I think it was just kind of natural. I really just loved it. And so it wasn't really difficult for me to train through the summer, train train really at all. I really enjoyed it and seeing myself improve and just kind of get in shape was great for me. So it really was never, like I had to really push myself to get out of bed in the morning and run.
0: So now we come to high school and things are maybe a little more competitive. But you're still having great, great success. Yeah. Tell me how how have you figured out how to train, and I think our viewers might be surprised to learn it's not like you have a coach that you're calling in with every day that he lives, you know, in Oregon or somewhere where mm-hmm. running is a huge deal. Right. You're figuring this out kind of as you go.
2: Yeah, um, and it's difficult, but I think as long as I'm running and getting in solid workouts, I can just kind of base it off of my own feel and kind of maybe my splits from previous seasons or something like that. And uh, I kind of still have to prioritize recovery, which I've learned a lot about over the years, even just in high school is that I used to just run, you know, like run fast every day. That was just kind of the mentality, but um, I realized that I also need to prioritize recovery and cross training and injury prevention. And so there's definitely more behind it than people think, but for me, it's just about kind of going based off feel and um, yeah, creating my own workouts is also fun in a way. I can kind of-
0: So are you online kind of trying to, to read from others and learn from their experiences yeah, and stuff? Yeah. So are it's, you a running nerd then?
2: <laughs> Somewhat, I guess you could say that. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, and social media has actually been really great for me because I can follow professional runners or collegiate runners on Instagram or whatever it might be. And sometimes they'll post their workouts and I'm like, oh, that's a cool workout and I'll save it and and do that workout. And that's been really great for me. But other than that, it's just kind of, maybe last year I did 10, 400 repeats for a workout. And this year I do 12 or something like that. Just kind of continuing to improve off of what I've already done.
0: So you didn't get to have the junior outdoor season that you wanted to. Mm
2: -hmm. COVID
0: came into our lives yeah how did that impact you
2: it's tough especially because going in from indoor to outdoor I get to be with my team in outdoor and I was really excited for that I love being able to have a distance crew that I can train with and the boys that I can compete with and so uh, it was difficult not to have that and also just looking forward to some of the bigger meets that I was invited to um, I was even invited to go to Norway, which is crazy because like I've never been out of the U.S., and I was so excited for that. And just to see that taken away was really tough, but um, I really was just reminded of how much I have to do the sport just because I love it, not because I'm trying to compete all the time or race or whatever it might be. I do it because I really enjoy it, so I think I rediscovered that a little bit.
0: Okay, so now I have to ask you this question. We're in mm-hmm. Rollins. I would say it's a normal day it winds <laughs> along about 30 miles an hour yeah a little snow coming down
2: Mm-hmm.
0: yet you train outside almost all the time how yeah how do you do it
2: uh that's really a good question <laughs> i think i really don't have any other option um i go on the treadmill a lot too just because i i can work on pacing on the treadmill and i have great workouts i can do on the treadmill but um as long as there's not really that much snow on the ground or even if there's a little bit then if i can get outside i want to go outside and it's kind of nice in a way when the wind's blowing like this anyways because i can go out against the wind and then i can come back with the wind and then my splits are so much faster on the second (laughs) half and i feel great so i think just kind of looking on the positive side of everything is is big for me especially in this weather
0: (laughs) when you're outdoor training are you listening to music are you focused on something else how does that work
2: for the most part i like to not listen to music and just kind of focus, get through each repeat or whatever it might be. or just kind. Of, it's really a therapeutical, I guess, just to run and kind of just take everything in around you. But if I'm really bored or something like that, then yeah, I'll, I'll have some music going or something just to keep entertaining. So, so it's on your playlist? Probably a lot of explicit songs okay. that All right. shouldn't be shared. So but.
0: Like hip-hop and that kind of stuff? Yeah, like yeah?
2: today's hits type stuff. Okay. Yeah. All
0: right. You came to then this year, Sydney, and you had an incredible meet less than a month ago in January in Virginia. Mm-hmm. You ran the second fastest two-mile time ever ran. It was the fastest ever ran, and I'm talking in the whole country, in a high school meet. You have the nation, nation's fastest time this year, obviously in the mile and the two mile. You have made incredible leaps in the last couple of years. What has made you get better, do you think?
2: I can really only narrow it down to I, consistency, I guess. I really just have been training and kind of just continue to do the same things I've been doing with making small improvements everywhere that I can and continue to enjoy it. I think that's been really big for me there's a lot of runners that just get burnt out or they don't find enjoyment in it anymore. And then it does make it really hard to train. But for me, I I genuinely love it. So I it's not difficult for me to just continue with my training and each and every day, it's just something I like to do.
0: <laughs> so I just want to tell our viewers, you, um, you are the reigning 3A cross country state champion. You're a four-timer. Okay, so you ran a 16.59 the 4A winning time was 18.38. The second place in your class was 19.34. So you are so far ahead of your competition. How do you stay motivated in a race when you are winning by these incredible distances?
2: It's tough mentally for sure, but I'm always wanting to beat my time from last year or whatever it might be. So um, like it's difficult, but I think, there were still people there cheering me on and there was still, um, motivation for me to run faster than I had the year before. And so I think that's really all I can, all I can do is just compare myself to last year and work off of that.
0: Like hills or flat courses generally?
2: Kind of depends. I like hilly courses just because they're tough and it's cross country and that's, it's like that. But if I'm going for a fast time, then flat is definitely nice. (laughs)
0: Yeah. Yeah. Do you train with the boys to get a little more push sometimes?
2: In cross country, well, in track too, we all just train together. So yeah, I always have a group of guys pushing me for the most part. So it's, it's been great for me to have them.
0: How many miles do you put on your, your shoes in a year? Cindy, do you know?
2: Oh, I have no idea. I probably do.
0: Give me a, how many miles do you run a week? Do you know?
2: Usually in the fifties and it, kind of fluctuates depending on where I'm at in the season or what meet I have coming up. But yeah, I'd probably say 50s.
0: How do you know when it's time to get a new pair?
2: I've had a few shoes where like, the seam starts ripping like on the bottom, and I'm like, oh, I should probably get a new pair. Or if I'm running outside a lot, then the bottoms just have like no grip anymore. And so then I get a new pair.
0: So are you you know, superstitious? You hear baseball players like,
2: that's my bat and now I broke it and oh no and stuff and I want that <laughs> one. Or,
0: are you superstitious when you're out?
2: Um, I'm superstitious about a few things like that. Not my shoes, though. If my shoes wear out, they wear out, and I get new ones, and it's not a big deal. But
0: Okay, now, you got to tell me what you are superstitious about.
2: Oh, you got a, a race see. day routine here that
0: you well, like to stick to? Well,
2: I have race day, like, I guess the night before I wear these pajamas that I wear every time before I race. Um, I have... Um, What else? I have a granola bar in my spike bag that's been in there for probably like two years and it's my lucky granola bar, so I keep it in there. Um, I usually do like oatmeal or peanut butter and jelly before I race, so I feel like I have to have that. And I usually do like braids in my hair and I feel like I have to, it's like fast braids, so um, those are probably, yeah, those are a few of them. Let's
0: talk about nutrition for a bit. Is that something that's a big deal and a big point of focus for you?
2: Yeah, definitely. I think there's a lot of runners, especially females, that deal with an eating disorder at this level. And it's kind of tough because you're always kind of, you always expect that like the skinnier you are, the faster you're going to be. And I think that's the mindset that a lot of um, women have. But in the end, you kind of have to feel your body and everybody's different. Some people eat more than others, and that's just... The way it is and so for me it's just making sure that i'm eating i'm not comparing myself to others i'm not restricting or i'm not just eating junk or anything like that so it is a pretty big thing for me but um thankfully i haven't really struggled too much i i like to eat so <laughs> it's not too big of a deal for me
0: you know how important it is training and pre-race but Everyone wants to know what you eat after the win. I mean, what's Uh, what's your go-to meal when you don't have to worry about anything?
2: We always have a cheat day after I race. So (laughs) uh, that usually just consists of chocolate. I love chocolate, ice cream, um, fries, really any junk food you can imagine. I think it's good (laughs) to have that balance. So yeah, I'll definitely treat myself after a good race.
0: (laughs) And now you race out of state often?
2: Yeah, quite often. How do you
0: decide what meets are ones that you really wanna go to?
2: uh it's nice when race directors kind of reach out and they say this is what we're doing for our meet and we'd love to see you there um sometimes some sponsors will help pay a little bit just like the flight or whatever it might be and so i think that helps but also i'm friends with most of my competition actually that's nationally ranked so i can kind of talk to them and be like so what's which races are you looking at or which ones do you want to go to and um, there's been a few group chats where they just talk about where they're going and so then we can all kind of meet up and I know if I get together with those girls, we're going to be running some fast times. So.
0: so when you're competing in, in these national races, it, it is more competitive for you. And mm-hmm. then your mindset must, must change and you must start to think about strategy. Mm-hmm. Is, is that true? And then how have you come to um, define what a Sydney race is and what you want to do in a, in a highly competitive meet?
2: Yeah, it's been nice that I've been able to compete at the national level a few times, just kind of each time I kind of get new insight about what I should have done or what what I could do better. And definitely at these national races, there's faster starts, there's faster finishes. It's really, everyone kind of has a strategy going out there. And so for me, um, just kind of depending on the field or the start line, even if it's like narrow or big or whatever, if I need to have a fast start or if there's a long straightaway and I can just kind of work my way through it. So it all just kind of depends on the course and and everything like that. And then for me, uh, especially in longer races on the track, like the two mile, um, I like to throw in a few surges just to kind of keep everything, instead of just kind of like shutting down and running the same pace for so many laps. It's kind of nice to have a few surges or something like that.
0: The thing that's so interesting when I watch you run or races that you've ran is you have to deal with traffic. Yeah, you do. I mean, here you come and you're lapping good runner a couple times in, in a race, and you're having to, to navigate through that.
2: Is yeah. That hard? In some cases, yes. Uh, in Virginia, during the two-mile, we were kind of lapping some, some girls, and it's difficult because they still want to go for a PR, so they're hugging the inside, but you're like, in first, so Ma'am. you're like, I should have the inside, yeah. but uh, so no, it's and it's tough too, because sometimes they'll try and scoot over, but the girl in front of them won't, so you get tucked in there. So you just kind of have to, you almost have to like pay attention to that during that part of the race, but sometimes, sometimes it's easier than others.
0: Is the mind part of the race a cool thing for you? Or do you just go out and run?
2: I just like to go out and run. Yeah. It's That's what's most enjoyable for me. And I found that I do my best when I having fun with the race.
0: So when did the college recruiters start to call you, Sydney?
2: I think they were allowed to contact me at the beginning of junior year and it seemed like i was getting a letter from the office like every day and it was crazy there for a while Um, and then i just kind of started narrowing it down and talking more seriously with the coaches i was interested in
0: how'd you narrow it down what was important to you
2: uh i think it was really important for me to have a team that i could that i wasn't going to be the best going into i didn't want to be the fastest on the team right away because i wanted to kind of be able to run with these girls and compete with them. And uh, I wanted a coach who valued me as a person as well, not just as a runner. I didn't want him or her to think of me as just another another person that he could help him win or whatever it might be. And so I think um, choosing Arkansas, uh, I found just that.
0: So. Now their coach, Lance Harder, it's been there 31 seasons. Mm-hmm. What did you feel from him when he first visited with you?
2: I have actually never met him in person. Okay. So Zoom
0: chats, maybe? Yeah, we've done
2: a few of those and um, phone calls and everything like that. And he is so nice to me. He seems like a great coach, but also just kind of almost like a father figure. Like, I feel like he'll defend me. He'll help me be the best that I can be. And um, he just helped me feel helped me feel so welcome in Arkansas. Um, when we visited, he sent stuff to our hotel room to look through just stuff about Arkansas that interesting trails or just the history behind it. And I thought that was really thoughtful of him. And he just seemed so excited to talk to me and just kind of help me through the recruit- recruiting process. And he was always telling me that there, it shouldn't be stressful and, and that if I don't choose Arkansas or whatever, he's not gonna be mad at me or whatever. And so I just felt like he was a great guy and and really wanted me as a person as well as a runner.
0: This is a program that won <clears throat> indoor, outdoor, and cross country national championships in twenty nineteen. <sighs> SEC champions last year. This is the best program in the country. <sighs> what do they have there that, that did do you have you looked at their training facilities? Do you understand what their practices are like, what their mm-hmm. what their facilities are all about. I imagine in the SEC, they're probably, awesome is an understatement. Oh yeah, yeah.
2: for sure. Uh, when I took my unofficial visit, I was able to meet up with um, Taylor Ewart, which I raced with her and I went to a camp with her. So I kind of knew her. And so she showed me around and the facilities are just crazy awesome. Like they have anything and everything you can imagine. And you
0: run in a place, I think our viewers may not know, there is no indoor track in the county, much less your town. Right,
2: right? yeah, <laughs> Yeah. and so it was really cool for me to just just look at some of that stuff. Their track is, they could host the Olympics if they wanted to at that track, and they're building a new weight room, and they want their athletes to have the best, and I thought that was really cool. They really put a lot of effort and just ideas into every facility, facility they have, so.
0: You're a pretty good student. <laughs> Go ahead and tell us your GPA.
2: 4.0 GPA. <laughs>
0: Congratulations.
2: Thank you. What you want to
0: study in college?
2: Uh, I want to go into the medical field, so I'll probably um, study biology and kind of see where that takes me and what I'm interested in when I get to that point.
0: When I'm not running, I like to... Oh,
2: I, mm, that's tough. I like to hang out with my family. They're pretty cool. Sometimes we'll watch movies or um, we got into fishing this summer. So that was that was fun, we go fishing. And um, it's always a lot of fun to hang out with my family. <laughs> we
0: wanna bring your parents into the conversation, Sydney, if that's okay. All right. So we're gonna ask our viewers to stay with us for just a moment. And as we continue on the special Wyoming Chronicle, we're now joined by Sydney's parents, Wendy and Chris Thorvalson. Welcome to you both. Thank, Thank you for you. having us really enjoyed visiting with Sydney and you got to watch the first part of that interview and I'm curious when did you know that you know what she's pretty decent runner when did when did that first strike you? you do you remember
3: I think it started when we did some fun runs just 5ks around town and I was pretty competitive so I'd run the 10k distances and then Chris would run with Sydney in the 5k races and the first one Chris and Sydney ran together and then she kind of kicked at the end and beat him by a little bit. And then the second one, he said, you know, Sydney, if I'm holding you back, you know the route now, go ahead and finish the race. And she took off.
0: She, she She's obviously had great success. And there came a point that you probably, with Sydney, decided we need to have different competition for her or, or would like to have her have the opportunity to run in either regional or, or national meets. What, what were you thinking and, and the level of support that you must then have to, as a family, decide to give to, to this? Yeah, how did that come about?
3: I it was probably in high school. Yeah. In her freshman year, um, we realized that she was doing pretty well. And I think just word of mouth, we heard about um, the Nike Nationals, Nike Regional events. And um, Boise wasn't too far of a drive, so we felt we needed to start there. And that would probably have been her biggest competition up until then.
0: It was surprising to me to learn, and we've talked about this off camera a little bit, that um, Sydney doesn't have this grand coach on the computer screen that she talks to every day. You've helped her, and Wendy, you've helped her maybe the most through all of this. How have you decided when, boy, you're overdoing it, Sydney, or no, you gotta maybe push a little more, or is it, is it all Sydney who's coming up with these choices?
3: I, I'm not an expert by any means. You know, I can look on, on the internet as easy as everyone else, So I can try to help a little bit, but mostly it just comes from Sydney. Um, I can tell when she starts getting tired, um, maybe not performing as well, or if her splits don't look right, I can always give her advice, but I can't guarantee she'd um, accept my advice. Uh And it's to the point now where she definitely is more knowledgeable than I am. Um,
0: Sydney, you have to make the decision on what races you wanna be at your best at, don't you? In other words, it seems to me most runners can't have a PR every week, you have to, taper a little bit and train?
2: Yeah, um, if it's a smaller race and I just wanna work on strategy or I just wanna go out and race just as a workout, then I just say I'm training through and I'll just train like I usually do and treat that day as a workout day or whatever it might be. Or if I even did a workout the day before, then um, I'll just do a bunch of easy mileage and then race that race or whatever it might be. And, And then compared to like bigger meets, then I'll take, a few days or if it's like nationals, I'll take the whole week ahead and just kind of taper it off and make sure my body's ready for that.
0: You um, both have experienced now the college recruiting process with your daughter. Sydney um, told us that kind of started her junior year. What were you guys thinking as parents to maybe kind of help her through this?
1: You know, the guidance and just, we wanted her to be to, to just really uh, Focus on what she wanted, and so we we just supported her. We I didn't want to you know make the decision for her, so we just did everything we could to get her where she could make the decision that she did and the right decision for her that was best. So we,
0: anyway, any way
1: we could support, that's what we did.
0: She's chosen a school that is not across town. <laughs> it's it's quite a distance away. Um, how do you feel about that, Arkansas? Is, it's quite a, quite a journey from here.
3: It is. We had the mindset that really wherever she went was gonna be a plane ride. And so um, flying out of Rollins, Wyoming is difficult. And we do have to drive a ways just to get to a, a big airport, but it was gonna be that way wherever she went.
0: It's a track that I think many of our viewers might understand is not just a seasonal sport anymore. You have the indoor season, you have the outdoor season, you have the cross country season. As parents, does it concern you that here we go, she'll be expected to run year-round, she'll have meets as early as September and as late as May or June, um, is, and then she's gonna have to go be a college student while all this is going on. And you know, she wants to do maybe something in the medical field. Are you worried about that or are you excited for her?
3: I'm excited. Yeah, I think Arkansas had all the resources she needs um, to help her with her studies, um, and to adjust to the the college atmosphere um, i'm excited i think yeah. it's something she can definitely um succeed at
0: absolutely yeah. once um once you start running your in in college sydney will you still do then additional meets in the summertime do college athletes then continue com- to compete at national meets that are outside of the college scope
2: um, i guess i'm not really sure i i bet coach Harter has a plan in mind for his athletes and It'll be kind of nice to have him tell me what I should and shouldn't do because I really have no idea if I should race or if I should just kind of just do summer mileage. And it'll be nice to have that kind of guidance and coaching.
0: Your recruiting class has an international flavor. Have you met the girls that are part of your recruiting class, either via Zoom or otherwise?
2: I'm familiar with the girls that have committed to Arkansas. We, We talk sometimes and they're all really nice. I ran against them and... They seem really great, and it'll be kind of nice because I think we'll be roommates and everything, and there's like four girls to a dorm room for in Arkansas, so it'll be, it'll be nice to hang out with them. I think it'll be a great group of girls.
0: Well, we wish you the best of luck. It'll be so much fun for us to follow your career. You. And again, Wendy and Chris, congratulations. Thank you, Thank you very, very much. Thank much. you very much for visiting with us on Wyoming Chronicle. Mm,
1: Absolutely. Sure. This program was funded in part by a grant from Newman's Own Foundation, working to nourish the common good by donating all profits from Newman's Own food and beverage products to charitable organizations that seek to make the world a better place. More information is available at newmansownfoundation.org. Funding for this program is made possible in part by the Wyoming Humanities Council, helping Wyoming take a closer look at life through the humanities, thinkwhy.org, and by the members of the Wyoming PBS Foundation. Thank you for your support.